Money Watch, a podcast series where we talk about the latest news and views on finance stories and how they affect you. My name is Abhishek and it's January 2013. This podcast will be talking about what are the best possible ways to track where our money is. It's, it's more like having a GPS over our various investments. And joining me to talk about this on the line is Mr. V.R. Govindrajan, the co-founder of Perfios, which is a, a personal finance software firm. Good morning, Govi. Nice to have you here. Oh, good morning, Abhishek. Uh, thanks for having me over here. What is personal finance management, Govi? It sounds more like a glorified jargon, doesn't it? Because if I keep a notebook to manage my accounts or an Excel spreadsheet, that's it. That's personal financial management for me. Actually, you're absolutely right because the jargon makes it look like uh, it's a very, very big topic. But actually, if you see all of us, whether it is people like us or street vegetable vendor or a fruit vendor, everyone does their uh, personal finance management because at the end of the day, you want to know how much you have in hand so that you can spend or borrow, right? So essentially what personal finance management means, the ability to track aspects of one's finance. We have so many investments to do, whether it's mutual funds, real estate, ATC, to save our uh, income tax. So if you leave the Excel spreadsheet aside because you have to do the entry all by yourself, how can technology help in this case? Let's get straight to it then. Just before answering this question, it will be a good intro to this to see what do people do today to manage their finances. And uh, that's where the technology becomes an interesting uh, aspect. If you see the way people manage their finances today, I would say bulk of us do nothing. Essentially, we don't manage it. The, the normal uh, response I get from people is, this is all after all my money, so why should I bother about it? Or I don't make uh, that much, so why should I uh, track it? Or I, I know where exactly I'm spending it, I'm not kind of blowing it away, so I don't really need to manage it. Uh, so these are the different kind of responses we get. And bulk of the people seem to be not managing it at all. The second class of people are who are slightly more organized. They typically use a spreadsheet. The third one, if you are slightly more affluent, you outsource the entire work to an accountant or a chartered accountant. And who in turn uses uh, some kind of a spreadsheet again? It's not like they have a magic solution or a silver bullet to take care of this. So these are typically the ways that people have been managing it. And if you see here, it's kind of not very exciting at all to do this <laughs> this way. Because uh, if you have to keep track of everything in a spreadsheet, enter every possible transaction that I do during the day, uh, that's quite boring. So all of this becomes an inhibition to kind of uh, do this in a more uh, organized and uh, methodical fashion. And that's where technology actually can help. One, it can completely eliminate the tedious activity of bookkeeping. It can automate that entire task. So you don't need to go and sit and type all your uh, transactions. That is one. Second thing is, all of us are enamored by some great uh, report or analytics that can come out of doing this activity. So today what happens is even if I religiously bookkeep all of this, what is it that I get at the end of the day? Nothing fancy. All I know is that this is how much I have in balance, uh, red or black or whatever it is, right? Whereas if I use a technology, it can throw some extremely interesting insights into my uh, spending patterns or investment patterns or returns or whatever it is. So it can say things like, oh, it looks like you're spending so much on groceries, so instead of using your generic credit card, if you had used this cashback card, you would have made some 434 rupees extra every month. I mean, this is something that I did not know. This is wow factor. <laughs> right. But would that mean that all our transactions will have to be done by a card for it to reflect on a portal? Because in other words, if I go buy vegetables by cash, I still will have to go back and enter that data either on a portal or on an Excel sheet, right? Okay, that's a good question. Most of us have uh, two types of uh, transactions, uh, whether we write a check or whether we swipe a card or a debit card or whatever it is. 
So most of it is recorded in some systems, right? So it is available online to you, either online from that particular institution, whether it's a bank or a mutual fund or a broking house or whatever it is. That is one type of transactions. And increasingly, that is becoming the norm. And then, as you rightly observed, there is another type of transaction where it is typically cash that we spend, which you have to obviously keep track of. So what the technology can do is anything that is done through other institutions or online or through these statements can be automatically captured on your behalf. So whether the check that you are issuing or the ECS transactions that you are doing on every month basis or EMI that you are paying or an insurance premium you are paying, all this can be automatically kept track of and recorded. Only the petty cash transactions that you are doing need to be carefully entered if you want to keep track of it. About 80 to 90% of the transactions per month will be repetitive. Like you'll be doing the CCS, this EMI, this kind of uh, payment to various uh, agencies. All of those normally happen through your bank or through your credit card. So all of those will be automatically captured. Maybe 10 to 20% of uh, your monthly will be for this other uh, cash transactions. But there also what happens is how do you do this cash transaction? You get the cash from your ATM machine and then spend it. So what the software or technology can help you do is it will say 5,000 rupees you have drawn going towards your cash expenses and you can just uh, categorize it saying this is my cash expense. If you are very disciplined, you can break this down into how much I spend on vegetables or fruits or uh, restaurants or entertainment or whatever it is if you are interested. But even here, the system can help you track how much you have withdrawn in cash and spending as cash expense at a high level. It can automatically keep track of it. So what it means is essentially every single paise that you are spending can be automatically tracked by the system, so you don't need to manually enter anything. That is one aspect. Second aspect is, say today itself uh, there are uh, advisors, uh, if you are up front and you work with an advisor, they can keep track of your investments, your mutual funds, your uh, equity shares, all that, and give you a statement. But uh, what you want is everything that you do, whether it's a bank transaction, credit card, loans, insurance, post office, PF, PF, real estate, gold, whatever it is that touches your personal finance, if the system can kind of uh, manage this for you or help you track this, and more importantly, automate that entire activity, that's what you are looking for. So how does it work? In the sense that, do we have to tie up all our bank accounts, transactions, credit card numbers, etc., to one central repository so that these churning of data can happen there and it can keep a track of everything? And how easy is it? Uh, you can get the data in one of three ways. One is a boring manual way. The second activity is what we call as auto update or auto switching of transactions, whether it is a bank or a loan or a mutual fund or whatever it is. If you have an online access to your account, let's say your bank account. So our uh, mutual fund register account. What you can do is you can come to a solution like ours and then enter your online credentials in the system. And these credentials in our case are not even stored with us. It is stored in the your machine only, uh, encrypted and stored in your machine. That is the only manual activity you do. From that point onwards, the system from your machine on your behalf connect your online institution, whether it's a bank or a broking house. Get all the transactions as and when it happens and then consolidate it and uh, show you to in this particular solution. So as a result, there is nothing manual that is uh, required at all. Everything is automatically captured. In addition to getting this transaction, the system is also smart enough to automatically categorize it for you. So let's say you are uh, doing an easiest uh, transaction in your bank with uh, Airtel or a word of phone. So it is smart enough to figure out it's a telephone-related instrument. Let's say you are uh, going to PVR, PVR cinema. It will classify it as an entertainment. Let's say you are uh, going to your neighborhood grocery store. So it will know that you have swiped a debit card in a grocery chain like a food world, so it will classify it as a grocery. 
So what it does is one of two things. One is it can help you analyze your uh, spend and income in multiple ways. Saying how much I am spending on entertainment, how much I am spending on groceries, how much I am spending on grocery uh, on an average month on month, or how much I am spending on groceries compared to people like me. Compared to people like me, that's interesting. So h- how does that work? So, so what we do is since ours is a web-based solution and your data resides, uh, of course, encrypted and all that on the web, the system what it does is it can analyze your portfolio vis-a-vis people like you. People like you can vary based on attributes. For example, it can take people who have similar income like you or people who are spending similar to you or people who are investing in a specific class of asset like a mutual fund like you. So depending upon where we try to compare you, for example, if you want to compare you, how you are spending on groceries vis-a-vis people like you, most likely we will take people like you having similar income and then say uh, you are spending 4,000 rupees on grocery every month vis-a-vis people like you seem to be spending only 2,500. Maybe there is something wrong. You have to relook at your uh, grocery bills. Or, or it could be things like month on month you are spending 2,500 rupees on groceries, but suddenly in the last two months your grocery bill has gone up to 3,500 or 4,000 or whatever it is. That can give an alarm bell to you saying something has gone up. It could be just a simple infl- inflation sure. or it could be that uh, you have blown up money. But when you mentioned about comparing it with your peers or people like you, isn't this invasion of privacy? It's a, it's a great question. <laughs> Actually, one of the design centers for us from day one is that this being a personal finance solution, everything that we do has to have respect the privacy and security of individuals. Any feature that we add, the first question that we take into account is, is there a violation of privacy here? Is there a security that is being compromised? And what we do is we aggregate data from across users like you. And uh, there is absolutely no private information that is even available to anyone. In fact, for you to use our system, you don't even need to tell who you are. All you require is a valid email ID to start using the system. So we don't even know who the users are, absolutely. We have no idea of the users. They just come, register with a valid email ID, and there they can start using the system. And when you log in, what it will do is it will analyze your portfolio, and then it will try to compare uh, people like you on an aggregated basis. So let's say there are 10,000 users like you in the system. So we would have done an aggregated uh, analysis of those 10,000 users, saying on an average these 10,000 users are spending 2,000 rupees on groceries, and they seem to be like you because the average income seems to be similar to your profile. And uh, But you are spending 3,000 rupees. So that is the kind of insight we give to you. This becomes even more uh, important, Vishayak, uh, when you look at something like an investment. So let's say somebody, your uh, advisor is telling you you are getting a return of 15%. Now, 15% may sound very good, right? But what is 15% uh, relative to? If the market benchmark is giving you 35%, then your 15% is pathetic. You should be questioning your advisor. But if the benchmark is, let's say, minus 5% and you are getting 15%, either your advisor is doing something illegal or is doing a phenomenal job, right? So you should be extremely happy. So in most of these cases, ideally what you want is an unbiased uh, comparison that is done either to a benchmark or to peers like you. So in this system, for example, when you log in and you look at your uh, MF mutual fund return or equity return or uh, other kind of returns, it will say people like you seem to be making 7% return on a similar class of investment and you are making 4%. So what it does is essentially remove that absolute number reported by your advisor and then tells you peer-to-peer comparisons is what you are doing vis-a-vis a benchmark or peers or whatever so that again you can act on it. So this is a different kind of uh, insight 
that can help you get more from your investments. And can this be accessed from anywhere in the sense that, uh, you know, you must have heard about uh, applications like Evernote or Dropbox, where you can upload stuff from your mobile phone and it will be there in your office desktop at the same time because it's, it gets saved on the internet or the jargon is the cloud. For instance, if I do not, if I only have a mobile phone and I want to key in a manual cash expense that I have done for, let's say, a, a PVR cinema where I paid 500 rupees cash and I'm diligent enough to want to have that recorded somewhere that is on a system, can such solutions also be accessed through different multiple devices so that you have the same data running everywhere? So actually, if you see all the new class of solutions, particularly in the software industry, move towards this cloud model. So all you require is uh, connect to the internet and then access the solution and it can be accessed on any form factor, whether you have a mobile, a tablet or a, a desktop or a, a laptop. You can access the solution from wherever you are and just to uh, your specific example of you want to key in your cash transaction, then absolutely yes. All the solutions provide for uh, ways to do that. These websites or these portals have access to confidential, you know, sensitive data is there a regulation or is there a written undertaking between the company and the customer or how does that work? Because at the end of it, it can't really yes. be based only on trust, right? See, see there are a couple of uh, ways uh, most of these uh, solution providers work. So, for example, in our case, one, we work with uh, some trusted agencies who does this kind of uh, security audit for all the banks practically in India. So they certify us also on an ongoing basis. In our case, for example, every quarter they certify us. In addition to certifying the solution, they also walk through our code to ensure that our code is absolutely secure and uh, it takes care of privacy. We also work with an U.S. agency that tests us on an every night basis. Every night, they bombard our solution with 46,000 tests. And even if a single test is failed, it is shown to all our end users. If you go to our website, there will be a, a logo from that company that says, passed or failed. Otherwise, even if a single test fails, it will show it is failed. So the end user knows that in that case, there is some problem with our solution. How much does a user have to pay to you know, access the services, not just, I mean, everywhere? Not? So here, uh, each vendor is uh, different. The traditional software uh, model, like any other uh, goods, was that uh, you pay for what you use, right? Like essentially, you pay upfront and then you get that software, you start using it forever. Uh, that's a model. But in our case, what we decided to do was, since this is a, re a relatively new category of uh, software in the Indian market, people don't really know what will be the uh, output that they will be getting, what is the value that they're going to get out of it. We said it doesn't make sense to go and uh, ask them to pay upfront without really knowing what is it that they're uh, getting out of it. So we are following what is called as a premium model. Some of the solutions that you talked about earlier do follow that. So essentially what the premium model does is, as a user, you can come and start using the system completely free. The base version of the product is offered for free forever. It's not like after one month I'll come back and say uh, you upgrade and otherwise all your data is gone and all that. No, absolutely no. Uh, you can use it free forever. If you are comfortable or you want to use some of the additional features that we provide, then you can opt for a paid plan. There also it's not uh, exorbitant, like it's a 500 rupees per year or a 1500 rupees per year, two different paid plans we have. Uh, this will uh, put some more discipline into managing their personal finances for better. Great. I think on that optimistic note, it's time to wrap up. Thanks a lot, Govi, for your time. Thanks, Abhishek. And all you listeners, you can log on to nrimatters.com slash podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely that of its participants and may not necessarily be subscribed by Kotak Mahindra Bank Limited or any of its group companies.